Mom Friend Hotline, how may I help you? This is great. I wanted to restart recording this episode anyway, um, and then I realized I wasn't even recording, so um, here we go. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Mom Friend Hotline. It is I, your local mom friend, Yasmina, and today I will be diving into the life lesson number two. There, This will be a three-part series in life lessons I've learned in my very short but eventful life. And in last week's episode, I cannot remember the life of me what my first life lesson was that I told you, but is it, it is out there. There's a full episode on it. Very important subject, but I am suffering from dementia right now. The episode two, today's episode, will be talking about comparison and diving into that and the life lesson being don't compare yourself to others or your life situation. Anyway, I'm going to dive into it. And the next episode, the last part in the series, the life lesson number one, the top lesson, will be acceptance all about acceptance and accepting the challenges that life brings to you and how that brings resilience and peace and the capacity to bounce back from challenges faster in today's episode i will be talking about comparison first of all what is comparison well we know what comparison is but what like why is it so toxic why do people compare what do you compare to what do i mean what 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 do I mean by saying don't compare yourself to others? Or in general, not com- like the toxicity of comparison. We've all heard it before, to not compare yourself to others. It's, I feel like, something that you hear from the first time that you ever might compare yourself to anything or anyone when you're a child and you don't even realize it's comparison. If you lose a race and... Um, or if you you were on a test and you got a grade, but then your friend Sarah got a better grade than you, and then you're crying over the fact that Sarah got a better grade than you, that's comparing. You're comparing yourself, but you might be so young that you don't realize that that's comparison. In that case, your parents usually might tell you, hey, sweetie, don't compare yourself to what Sarah got. What you got is amazing, and you did your best, and this is a very good grade. Don't compare your journey to what Sarah got. Maybe Sarah is very disappointed in her own grade. Maybe maybe she wanted something even better and she's not happy with what she got. You should be happy with what you get and, and not compare yourself to anybody else's situation. That's probably the first time that you'll hear about comparison or comparing, reflecting your situation to somebody else's situation. At least I feel like that's the most usual part as to where you hear for the first time to not compare yourself to others. Later on when we come in life, especially in teenage years, it's very normal to compare yourself to others. It's the way that you search for your identity, you find who you want to be, what kind of clothes you want to wear, what you feel like suits you, what is your opinion on things, what do you agree on, what do you not agree on, who are your friends where do you want to be in life, etc. You're finding yourself, finding your identity. And in order to do that, you sort of have to compare yourself to others. Now, you don't really have to, but mirroring yourself to the group you're in helps you differentiate as to what you want from the group or what similarities you want to adapt from the group versus what differences you want to take away from the group. So for instance, if you're in a toxic friendship or friend group where you have trust issues or the people 
don't, you know, aren't supportive of you, you probably, your identity will be, will grow in a sense where you realize, okay, hey, this is a group where I'm in, but this is not the situation I want to be in. This is not the kind of person I want to be. I want to be a trustworthy person. I want to be a person who supports other people. This is not the person who I want to be. But you're comparing yourself to the group that you're in in order to learn what kind of identity you want to act. So comparison is not always toxic but 99% of the time it is okay so I feel like the only exception where it works is when you're a teenager and you're finding yourself because you your identity composes of the things that other people tell you who you are from the experiences of who you think you are and from the situations where you either learn as to what kind of person you definitely don't want to be, to the person who you want to be and who people praise you to be, if that makes sense. That's where comparison starts, from a child to your adolescence. And adolescence, adolescence, what? Adolescence, struggling. But in your adolescence, your puberty, when puberty hits on, whatever, okay, in your teenage years, at some point, it usually starts turning toxic. Very quickly, very easily, there's a very fine line where it comprises your, comprises, where it helps you compose your identity or where it becomes toxic. We tend to compare ourselves in the worst parts of our life when, and by this I mean when you are in your lowest, not necessarily lowest, but in your, when I, I feel like your life is composed a bit like Earth's structure. Sometimes it's flat, sometimes there are very high mountains, and sometimes it goes very deep below the Earth's surface, for instance, in seas, sea levels underneath. We don't even know how deep it goes, okay? So I feel like that kind of reflects also the hum- human identity, human nature. Somebody suffering from depression or who, who is in a very low place We never know what that low is for that person. And you don't really ever know what that low is on your high to low scale, if you know what I mean. But in any case, it can be a very lonely and dark place. And when you are in that lonely and dark place, no matter what it is on your scale, if it's just a little bad day or if it's um, a series of a, a longer bad period in your life, or if it's actually depression or whatever, okay? You're in a bad place and in those bad places, you tend to compare your situation easier to other people's situations because you, I don't know, I feel like you're kind of even pitying yourself. It's a way of pitying yourself in your situation and how crappy your life is and how you wish your life would be what this other person is and this other person represents what you wish your life to be even though that wouldn't actually be the truth you're just so low in a rut that you just want out of the rut and that's kind of your brain and your body trying to get you out of it trying to get you towards what you actually want and you feel like you're incapable of getting there because you're stuck in what you are right now okay Media, as we all know, social media has brought the aspect of comparison a lot closer to each and every one of us. And it has brought the aspect of comparison and the problem of comparison a lot more actual, a lot more day-to-day related, and a lot more mentally affecting. It has maybe even created kind of a mental health issue where people don't realize 
that when you're comparing your life to somebody else's on social media, the things that are portrayed on social media are always the highs. Even though it would be portraying a low moment, it's never fully the truth of the low moment. You can never depict really the shittiest part of your life on social media because you can't put yourself in that other person's shoes through the screen but you can put yourself in the other person's shoes in the high moments because it seems like life is a lot better than the life that you're living right now when you compare your situation to somebody else's situation on social media or wherever you're comparing your highs your lows or your middles to somebody else's highs in a sense, because everything we portray to other people is always a refined version of what is the truth, whether we want that or not. I feel like there are very few people who literally don't give a shit and, you know, go about their life as they want to and without caring what other people think of you. But for most of us, I feel like we want to present a better version of ourselves or not a better version, but, you know, not the lowest part of us, not the creepy little monster who's under the bed when you're feeling your shittiest, okay? When you're feeling like the whole world is falling on your shoulders or you're feeling so jealous that you just want to break something or whatever, you know? there's I, I call that little monster under the bed. You don't want to show that. You want to show the more centered version of you, the more balanced version of you. And even more than that, a lot of us want to portray a better version or the better version of us to the the outside world yes so in any case when you're comparing yourself whatever you're portraying to the outside world you can't really perceive that objectively so even though you're portraying a better version of yourself you know your own highs lows and middles but the other person who is seeing you does not know that they might only see the outside as your high in a sense even though you would be having a really bad day so when you're comparing your your situation to somebody else's, you're always comparing it to their better version in a sense. Even though it would be their worst version, it would still be kind of a better version of themselves, if that makes sense. Because you're only seeing it objectively in a sense of you can't depict the person's um, th- thoughts and feelings and the issues that they're going through in their head because you're only seeing the outside. And that's the issue. You can never truly compare your situation to somebody else's situation because you can't feel the same things that that person feels no matter how empathetic you'd be or how compassionate you'd be you can still never truly feel what they're feeling because you're always reflecting it to your own feelings your own memories your own um, experiences in life so forth. If you've experienced loss and you're compassionate to somebody else because they have lost somebody who's dear to them, you're still reflecting it to your loss, to your feelings in that situation of loss. Um, if they might be, your friend might be feeling hopeless and you know how that felt when you lost somebody dear to you, you're still reflecting to that hopelessness that was close to you. You can never reflect it totally or understand totally what the other person is feeling exactly. Although the feeling might be universal, you're still feeling it your own way and that's the like I said that's the problem with comparison you're never comparing your full self to somebody else's full self you're comparing your full self to somebody else's fragment to sue to the outside to the shell of that person and that's why it's so toxic because you can see the whole picture but looking at somebody else you can never see the whole picture 
and therefore you can never truly compare to human beings because of the structural difference between you and that other person. If that makes sense, do you understand what I'm saying? This is not what I wrote in my notes, but that just came into my head. When you are comparing yourself to somebody else, and when you're believing that the other person is better than you, it's actually a reflection of your insecurities. When you grow up, when you mature enough to understand that somebody else looking stunning in a dress or whatever, Sally looking stunning next to you in um, the annual ball, and you looking stunning doesn't take away any of your beauty or Sally's beauty. Okay, you can both look stunning at the same time. Obviously, if Sally has, you know, the most magnificent dress that has ever been made and universally everybody objectively thinks it's the most beautiful dress and you stand next to her and your dress is not identical to hers, obviously it might be that Sally takes away a little bit of your shine, okay? But individually, the fact that you both look stunning shouldn't take away any of your own beauty. Therefore, comparing yourself to that other person isn't going to minimize your worth and in comparison, and when I talked about maturity, I feel like knowing your own worth is crucial in so many aspects, but it also comes in hand in comparison and in fortifying your identity and your beliefs of yourself. When you know your own worth, it all reflects back to that. So for instance, when I talked about comparison and when you believe that the other person is better than you, that being a reflection of your own insecurities. If you come to a point in your life where you realize that you might be comparing yourself to somebody else's situation, but you realize that that comparison or the fact that somebody else is doing good is not going to take away any of your success, okay? That will reflect that you know your own worth. Acknowledging somebody else's worth should not take away any of yours. I'm going to repeat that. Acknowledging somebody else's worth should not take away any of yours. And that's a sign of maturity. That's something that I have tried to learn so hard these past three years or two and a half years. As I've said many times, I got mononucleosis, which a lot of us get, which is, I think it's called the kissing disease in English, but it's a virus. It's an Epstein-Barr virus which you usually get when you kiss somebody else because it's you can get it through saliva. So I got it from my boyfriend, lovely, <laughs> when we first met, or not first met, but like very quickly. And, um, and for some reason, it became chronic for me. So that meant that I was suffering from a chronic virus and it was eating up a lot of my energy, a lot of my capacity, especially physical capacity, but also mental capacity because I was in brain fog like constantly. I wasn't feeling like myself like at all. And I was kind of in a rut, in a sense. I was a little monster under the, under the bed. Very jealous of other people's situation. Or not very jealous, but jealous. I had jealousy that wasn't under my control of other people's lives. Because I felt like I couldn't be living my life to the fullest. You know what? I felt actually relief when corona hit, in a sense. Because a lot of people had to stay trapped indoors and had to had kind of, in a way, had their life, their normal life taken away from them. And I was like, I kind of sighed to myself and thought, now people feel what I feel, what I've been feeling for the past year every single day, that 
my life has been taken away from me in a sense and there's nothing I can do to fix that or like to accept time there's nothing I can do right now to make myself feel better or to get that life back that I want so desperately that I want that I had before this disease and okay that brings me comfort but a lot of the time just skip whatever so I had the chronic virus and that meant that or I still probably have it I don't know it's very it's a difficult situation anyway so I had that and it meant that, for instance, physical activities was like out of question. So I could walk to the shop, which was 500 meters away, do some, buy some chicken, come back home, and I had to take a nap. That was my worst day. On my good day, I could go for an hour long walk, come home, be exhausted the rest of the day, okay? That was like the amount of exercise I could do. No gym, no whatever other endorphin inducing physical activity. I, for instance, used to play basketball. That was completely out of question and doing sports didn't give me the endorphin rush that it usually should create in your brain because my body was just so tired on top of that i had brain fog meaning that um nothing really gave me joy in the sense of like studying or succeeding or whatever you know it wasn't you know i'm usually a very positive person and I tend to depict that my highs are very high and my lows are very low so when i was in a low position it was very low um, I don't, I wouldn't say I was depressed. I was still happy with my life, you know, like I was, I was trying to create happiness in the moment where I was living in, but it was difficult because I, my life was not in my control. So I could never tell when I was having a good day or a bad day, when I was going to be able to get out of bed and get like all of my short to-do list done, which I had planned or wanted to do that day. And that short to-do list could include reading, like studying something, like whatever I might study it. It's just bonus go for a tiny little walk, and maybe have the energy to clean. Wow. I know. Like, so demanding, right? No, but seriously, that's like, that's the amount I wanted to get done. I was trying to be so realistic and so, yeah, so realistic as possible in my situation. And so many times, life just slapped me in the face and was like, no, like, you can't plan anything because you don't know what your day is going to look like okay it might be that you're just going to stare at the roof for like three hours because you're so tired and you're in such a brain fog that there's nothing you can do to snap out of it and i can't drink coffee because that would have helped okay but i can't drink coffee my tummy gets upset so um <clears throat> yeah i was just constantly in this rut and in that rut i easily started to compare myself to my classmates who had started at the same time as me who were partying who had the energy to go out and to do things and to <clears throat> participate in lectures and get good grades because they had the energy to study or they went they had study breaks together <coughs> at the library they went there together or they had coffee they went to eat lunch and all of that I couldn't do why is my voice breaking <clears throat> um I'm not crying it's just my voice is gone so um they were doing all these things that I couldn't participate in because I was I had to live my day really day by day I had to do a full-on carpe diem and literally seize the moment and live in the moment which taught me a lot but back to the comparison so I was comparing myself to I already know that I've always had a weaker immune system than other people I've always handled alcohol a lot worse than other people and so forth and partying often here involved alcohol but I thought, you know, I could go to the parties and not drink as much as other people or not drink at all, like whatever. I would still be participating to the activities, but I couldn't physically participate to the activities because I had no energy left. 
I couldn't participate into the clubs that my friends were starting to participate in because I didn't have any energy left. I couldn't participate in the study sessions that they were holding because I did not have any energy left. And that made me compare my situation to the everybody else's 20-year-old life and thinking, you know, my 20 should be the best part of my life or that's not that the situation that I wanted to be in. That's not the attitude I wanted to act. But that's kind of the background, the back thought that I had that I'm living in my 20s. I'm young. I should be energetic. I should be, you know, like this, this is a time in my life when I'm not supposed to be tired. I don't have any children burdening me, keeping me awake at night, whatever. Like I should be, you know, going out there and living my best life. It doesn't have to be partying, but at least, you know, I should have this energy that I've always had in my life. And I didn't have that. And I was comparing my situation, which was like so far off to my friend's situations who were healthy, who were normal, healthy 20-year-olds. And those two worlds were so far apart, okay? One of my friends also got sick during um, the first year when I was studying. She had different issues. She has stomach issues and she had to run to different doctors. And I kind of, I also compare my situation to hers. I was like, okay, I'm not the only one suffering from like physical, <laughs> physical issues as a 20-year-old. But she still got so much more done than me because she didn't have any brain fog or she, well, literally she also is a fighter. Like, I don't know where she gets like all the sisu. It's a Finnish word, which literally means like, it's like kind of like resilience, but like it's it's hard to explain. But anyway, so after many crying sessions and many lows and comparing and wishing that I could have the normal health situation that every other friend of mine had, I realized how completely idiotic it was and that I just have to acknowledge my own worth and acknowledge my situation and accept that situation, which is the what I'm going to be talking about in the next episode, acceptance. But acknowledging that my other friends were having a lot of fun and living the life, you know, enjoying university shouldn't take away any of my happiness and my life and the situation that I'm I'm in, okay? Like I was doing, I decided that I, I would do the best I could in the current situation that I was in and that, that would be it. I couldn't compare myself to a situation that I was not in. I couldn't compare myself to what I was like in high school because I didn't have that sickness then. I didn't have this constant exhaustion. Plus, university, I feel like, is a lot more demanding than high school, like the courses and how much material I have to read and so forth. And I was in a long-distance relationship, which was also, or still am, but it's, it was still also straining my mental capacity or it was like stressing me out in a sense. It was another extra burden on top of it and learning to be my myself and so forth. So... Maybe for me, it had to take that I had to be so far off from everybody else that I realized that there's literally no way I can compare my situation to my friends because everybody else is healthy and I'm not. And I didn't have anybody else suffering from a chronic illness to who I could compare my situation to. And even if I could, it wouldn't be the same situation. Um, in that rut, I also used a lot of a technique, which I later on also read that if um, as a kind of like life lesson that 
don't compare yourself to others. And if you're comparing, rather compare yourself to somebody else who is having it worse than you. Okay, this is, I feel like, one of the taboo subjects that you don't want to say out loud. But it is something that helps you when you're in a rut. So a lot of the time when I was having the shittiest day ever, what I would do is after having this little moment where I would try to compare myself to my friends, or not compare, but like wishing that I could do what they were doing, I was like, stop. Like, you wouldn't even know how they would react if they were in your situation, if they would be handling it as well as you are. And then I would compare myself to somebody who would have it like so much worse than me. And I don't mean that that would take away any of that person's happiness or the way that they would be living. They could be living a more fulfilled life than I was. But for instance, I would think, okay, at least I have all of my limbs left. Like I could be uh, a limb amputee in the sense that I would have no legs and no arms. Those people who are in those situations probably are living also a very fulfilled and happy life. I'm not that's I'm not taking away that but me a person who's used to having legs and arms suddenly getting into a situation where I would have no arms and no legs would be a very big challenge for me both mentally and physically because it's not something that I'm used to so I used to compare myself to another kind of physical um how do you call it physical disability or like a situation where I would be even more I would say physically disabled. I don't. This is. A, I think this is like this. This is a difficulty with the word disabled, because it used to have a stigma before. But I feel like it's a very neutral word nowadays. And using the word disability just means that you're differently abled, or like disabled compared to what a so quote unquote normal human body looks like, or a normal functioning human body is. Am I wrong? I don't know. Please correct me if I am. Anyway, so would compare myself. Or put myself in a situation, like me in a situation where I would think, okay, at least I'm not in a coma in the hospital. Or at least I'm not paralyzed from the neck down. You know, I could get in a car accident and that could be me tomorrow. I can still move. I have full control over my body. I'm not losing all of my hair. I mean, that's, I know it's so stupid and vain, but like, I was like, okay, like I started to be grateful for all the small things that I still have that could have been taken away from me just as easily. I was thinking, okay, at least I don't have breast cancer. I have small boobs, but at least I have boobs. Like, I don't have to remove them because of breast cancer, you know? Or I was thinking um, about how how I, I still have all my fingers left so I can, you know, grip on objects and I can type on the computer and all of that. I was thinking of all the positions that I'm in, how lucky I am, um of how financially able I was to buy the medication that I needed and the supplements that would help me cure my brain fog, how lucky I was that I was living in an apartment by myself and I didn't have a roommate, meaning that I could really get all the peace and the sleep that I needed to recover from this disease. And I started to really focus on gratitude and comparing myself to the worst situations of my life. Meaning that I knew that when I had had one of these very low days, if I had another kind of bad day, I was like, okay, but at least it's not as bad as that day then. You remember that day, how shit you felt that day. You're not having that kind of a day today. So that's already a win. And I was focusing on my wins 
my personal accomplishments, my personal growth, both physically and mentally. And if I was comparing myself to something, I would be comparing myself to me and to me only. Because it was no use of me comparing myself to people on media or to even my friends because they were living a completely different life and they were having their own problems. Uh, I later on learned some problems of my friends when we were sharing um, our life struggles and I just thought to myself there's no point of comparing because that person is going through struggles that I can never understand because I have never been through them and that probably reflects to their life and their way of living and their day-to-day in a similar way to the way that this chronic illness is reflecting on mine It's something that is out of their control, that they're trying to control, but that still kind of eats up on their life. That just comes back to the fact that you're always comparing your whole self to somebody else's fragment. And even though I've learned these things from my close friends from sharing, I still don't know the whole version of them. I still don't know the whole fragmented... I have like... I have bigger fragments of some of my friends. I have even maybe three fourths of the person of my like of the of the picture of some of my most long term friends, but I still don't have the full picture. I still don't have, you know, all of it. So it really doesn't help me out to compare my situation to somebody else's since I will not be seeing all of it. Okay? I'm gonna continue from Acknowledging somebody else's worth should not take away any of yours. I just, I'm so proud of the sentence, but literally, that's it. Like, repeat that to yourself. Seriously, acknowledging somebody else's worth should not take away any of yours. Acknowledging anything from anybody else should not take away any of the same thing from you. Acknowledging somebody else's beauty should not take any, away any of your beauty. Acknowledging somebody else's fashion sense should not be taking away any of your fashion sense, Okay. Acknowledging somebody else's success should not take away any of your success. Acknowledging somebody else's failure should also not take away from your failures and what you've learned from them. So why even try to compare yourself to somebody else when that's never going to bring you joy? It's never going to bring you fulfillment in your life. What would you what are you thinking of achieving when you're comparing yourself to somebody else except creating more misery to you? Nothing really. As the life lesson said that I talked about before, never compare yourself to somebody else. And if you do, compare yourself to somebody who's having it worse than you. I think that's a role to really hold on to. I don't think comparing is ever a good idea. But if you want to boost your ego, at least the best you can do is compare yourself to something to somebody who's having it worse than you. It might boost your gratitude. It might boost you being thankful for the situation that you're actually in instead of mourning a situation that you are not in right now. Instead of mourning a dream that isn't reality right now. Why should you be mourning over a dream or over something that you want to accomplish that you see somebody else having instead of focusing what you're thankful for right now and then building and working to get to that dream? Comparing is never going to give you the dream that you want. If you see something, I've been talking a lot about items and like physical 
appearances when I'm talking about comparison. But let's take one example more. You see somebody have, for instance, a designer bag, something that you've dreamed of like forever, um, that's very classy, that you think is going to elevate your look and how people perceive you and people will see you as successful when you have that. You see it on your friend's Instagram post and they've just bought it to themselves. They've earned it. They've earned their money through something. Or maybe not even that. Maybe they haven't even gone to a job and you're like, how do they even afford this? Okay, I've worked my ass off for the past eight months and I still cannot afford this bag. And you get jealous because you see that your friend has the bag of your dreams that you've been working your ass off to get. And you start comparing yourself to that person thinking, oh, look at that. They seem now so more, so much more cool. They're getting all this attention from other people because of the bag. And here I am and I suck because I don't have that bag. My bag looks terrible compared to hers. Why would you compare your current situation to your friend's situation? That's only making you feel miserable because she's having the bag of your dreams. When instead you could have seen that post as, hey, that's the bag of my dreams. Look at that. My friend was able to get that bag. That means that I can get that bag. It's realistic for me to be able to do that. She's my friend and she could do it. So can I. Let me work my ass off and get that bag. If we take something that's more, that isn't like an object or comparing yourself to looks or whatever, I want to focus on inner peace and whatever, <laughs> whatnot. If you're comparing versus your smartness um, to somebody else, <clears throat> You see that your friend got into law school. I'm taking law school as an example because that's my only life source right now. <laughs> your friend got into law school and they are not bragging about it, but they're, they're excited about it. They are sharing their excitement on social media or telling you face-to-face. -face. You're, you're seeing your high school friends after a while and you get to know that your friend got into high, to law school, a very good and known law school, depending on where you are, just whatever. In Finland, it's extremely hard to get into law school. Um, but if you live somewhere else, which is in Finland, they got into a prestigious school that is difficult to get into, okay? And you're like, wow, okay, that's great for them, but what am I doing with my life? I'm not in law school. I Maybe you're not even in university. You're working somewhere, which isn't your dream job. And it makes you feel crappy that your friend got into law school and they have this prestigious career in front of them because... Law school is supposed to give you that. <laughs> Doesn't necessarily do that, by the way. Anyway, but it's just, it's a path laid out in front of them, okay? They get their papers out. They become a lawyer. Lawyers do a lot of money. Money equals success. Great life, great kids, all of that. Um, you picture that in your head. Even though that's not the path that your friend might even take ever in their life, but that's the path that you get when you think of law school or when you think of med school or whatever. And you think to yourself, like, I'm not even in, in university, like, like, am I that dumb? Like, I'm working in a job that isn't even my dream job, and here my friend is going to law school. Like, I'm a freaking loser. Why would you be comparing your situation to your friend's situation when you probably don't even want to go to law school? If you want to go to law school, I get the feeling that you're actually jealous of your friend getting into law school and that not being you. And that's totally understandable because it's a dream of yours. And it's hard to be happy for someone else when they're getting sort of the position that you want to be in. You could have been that friend, you know, you could have been the one to get the place instead of your friend getting the place. But even then acknowledging that jealousy or the comparison is going to help you work on the fact that you're working towards getting your dreams. And maybe that will find a new technique onto how to, to, you know, 
get closer towards your dreams. Maybe your friend would have a tip on how to help you out with the entrance exams or how to help you out with the essay that you have to send into the university. I see, I even, I don't know this, but I know that if you want to get like to Harvard or Yale, you have to like write like 70 motivation letters. It's not true, but you know, you have to, you have to really outdo yourself to get there. Okay. So maybe your friend has tips on that. And then bam, the next year you're in law school, which has always been your dream. Or then you can step back and realize what the fuck I never wanted to get into law school anyway. I never wanted to get into university. I hate studying, okay? I'm going to find something that I'm passionate about that doesn't involve studying, or maybe it does involve studying, but then I will be excited about it because it will be my dream job, okay? I will. The job that I'm in currently is only offering me financial security, but is not what I will be doing the rest of my life. And instead of comparing yourself to your friend who, once again, when you're comparing you're putting yourself usually in a lower situation and the person you're comparing yourself to in a higher position. So it's imbalanced. That person you're comparing yourself to has a better life than you. That's like the position that you're in when you're comparing. No matter how big or small the differences might be, even though you'd be like studying the same subject, being the same school, being the same age, having the same financial situation, having the same backgrounds, whatever, you'd still be in a different position because you are comparing yourself to somebody else and you're therefore automatically putting yourself in a lower step. That's why the life lesson saying that com- if, you're, if you want to compare yourself to some, someone, compare yourself to somebody who's having it worse than you. Then you're putting yourself on the pedestal that is a tiny bit higher than the other person who's having it worse. And you're kind of at the same time, subconsciously subconsciously reminding yourself that hey i'm actually doing pretty okay in my life i'm i could be this person that i'm comparing myself to in that person's situation but i'm not okay um therefore i can be thankful to where i am now comparing yourself to anyone will never bring you anywhere only thing it can bring you is gratitude if you're comparing yourself to somebody who's having it a lot worse than you or jealousy and other negative feelings if you're comparing it to somebody else and putting them on a higher pedestal than yourself. I feel like the only situation when comparison, if you're not a teenager and searching your identity, actually works is when you're comparing yourself to you. When you're comparing yourself to a past version of you, specifically, when you're comparing yourself to when you have been at your best or when you have been at your worst, because that's a scale that's realistic and that you can see to the fullest because you can see yourself as whole. You can see all of your experiences and you felt them personally because you have lived through them. Therefore, you can compare your current situation to that scale, your personal scale, your personal Alexa scale, if your name is Alexa. Then <laughs> I don't know why I took Alexa. Anyway, you, you on your personal Alexa scale, you can know how how far off on the scale you are from a shitty Alexa day to a good Alexa day and set yourself there or how far you are from your personal rut or your personal high. Comparison is so toxic because the scale that we are referencing ourselves on is twisted. The scale that you're comparing yourself on is not objectively seen as... I can't find the right word, but it's not, it's not see-through. You can't place yourself on the scale and be like, huh, yeah, all right, um, this seems pretty accurate, and I have taken everything into consideration. But you can do that on your own scale because you have felt 
every single feeling of that scale from the worst to the best or whatever that scale might be for you. You, it's, it's you, you're comparing yourself to you and you can only be a better or a ver- worse version of yourself. But if you compare it to somebody else, you can never compare your worst version to their worst version because those versions look completely different. Even though they would be identical, they are still different because feelings are felt subjectively, situations are experienced subjectively, and conclusions are done subjectively. Everything is done subjectively, okay? To conclude, don't compare. Don't compare yourself to anybody else. It's stupid to have a... Neg- 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 no, I can't speak. It's, it's a bit stupid to have a negative sentence. How do you call it? Like when you have... Like don't compare. Like I could say it in another way. That has it. It's, in Finnish, it's negatio. Can somebody help me out? Why is my Finnish better than my English? I'm trying to like translate it in my head, but I can't. My brain is just stopping like the wires are cut off or whatever okay so it's like a a negative sentence in a way so let me try to turn it into something positive instead of don't compare yourself to others mm, focus on you on your personal scale and focus on identifying how you are doing on your own scale focus on focus on praising you for what you have done and focus on remembering your worth, your successes, and not letting what other people have done undermine any of what you have achieved. Somebody else's success should not take away any of your success or whatever you want to put in there, okay? Whatever you're comparing to. But that's, I feel like that's a lot of the time we're comparing to successes and goals and what we've achieved in life. On that note, thank you everybody for listening to this episode, to my little raspy voice. Um, I hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, please make sure to leave a little review on Apple Podcasts if you listen to this podcast there. I noticed that I feel like a bit over a third or half of you listen to on Spotify, but a lot of you also listen to on Apple Podcasts. So if you do, please leave a review. I would really appreciate it. I hope that you enjoyed this. I will see hear you in the next episode where I will be talking about acceptance and I'm so excited about that. Hopefully it will come out soon. I don't know when it will come out the next time I record and release it. But until then, thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed. Um, as I've said like three million times. Anyway, hope this was insightful for you and have a happy day, evening or whatever, whenever you are listening to this. I will hear you hopefully or see you here back. I will... <laughs> I will be in touch with you. <laughs> oh my god, why is this so stupid and awkward? Okay, I will I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.